ultimately like a routine of just uh, being affectionate or like I think you know hopefully all couples have some sort of routine of trying to meet their partner's love language and vice versa I think that would be a good good routine to have you know but half the battle is just knowing what it is and asking the questions and not necessarily just focusing on what your love language is but what your partner's is and both mutually interested in meeting uh, that for your partner Welcome to the Routine Project Podcast, the one show that is hyper-focused on routines and routines only. The reason why is because I, your host, Justin Crawford, have found that routines are the secret to building and growing whatever it is we want out of this life. Nothing's off limits here as I'm going to get into the minds of today's leading entrepreneurs, authors, celebrities, athletes, and many more. And my only mission is for you to be inspired enough to take a little bit of the routines they have and get after building the ones that make the most sense for you. Thank you for tuning in wherever you're listening. Now let's get today's episode rolling. Nick Viles here, everybody. Uh, you may know him from The Bachelor Show uh, and the overall franchise and from his podcast, The Vile Files. Uh, but, but I know Nick <clears throat> and I remember him considering himself an introvert. And so I remember uh, that that had to have been one of the main talking points for today. But for the Routine Project podcast, if you clicked play, I just want to thank you. You could have chose every other podcast out there. I hope you uh, also clicked on Nick's right before this or right after this. Uh, but, you know, Nick has been influencing people worldwide, especially through conversations around love, sex, dating, uh, and what it means to really be a man. And he recently has been working on a book and it's really, really, really good. Y'all, I read a couple of um, excerpts and, and chapters throughout some of the PDF and it's coming out soon. We'll get more to it here in just a bit, but Nick, uh, I hope you're ready to do this all over again, man. I had you on Men of the Hour, uh, what feels like years ago, but welcome to this Routine Project podcast, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So I, I kind of want to start with routines and we will kind of, we'll totally dive into more and more of it. But you recently were working on Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday, uh, which, which is a new book that's going to be coming out. So I kind of wanted to start there um, and really understand like what made you write a book when you're already podcasting, you're already on social, you're already influencing people. Uh, where did the book idea come from? Uh, it it kind of happened accidentally um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I, I, I do this thing, which kind of, uh, what started the podcast kind of started everything, but there's kind of questions with Nick series. I do every Sunday on Instagram, which was like an ask me anything that turned into like people submitting relationship questions. And, um, and I've been doing it every week. So speaking of routines, I do, I've, I've essentially I've done it every Sunday, I, I should probably figure out when, when I started it, but it's been, it was like Thanksgiving. I was back home in Wisconsin on Thanksgiving weekend, you know, just like hanging around with family and, and sitting inside. So I just started doing that and people seem to like it. And essentially I've done it every Sunday since minus, you know, a handful of, of Sundays I took off because maybe it was like Easter Sunday or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I had like thousands of these, you know, like, because Instagram just kind of saves them and everything you post in your stories, at least that's, that's what I have in my settings. And so I had all thousands of these submissions and I thought to myself, well, maybe I got turn this into like a coffee table book or something, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> cool, I don't really want to do anything. I, I never considered myself a writer. Um, and so um, I, I reached out to, 
you know, my, my now publisher and, and submitted this idea. I was like, Hey, how about, how about I, I, we do like a coffee table book, like a fun, like page through it, just like, or like something you would give to like a friend or something. And, you know, they gave me a book deal and, and then they said they wanted me to write a book. And <laughs> I was, I was pretty upfront with them that I, uh, I, I, I warned them that they better really, I'm really going to test their editing ability, uh, with my grammar and, uh, my dyslexia and all that fun stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I worked really hard on it and they were gracious enough to work with me and just started, uh, basically taking ideas and concepts that we talk about on the show, specifically like love and dating and, and just kind of talked about them. And really, it's the goal. The whole premise of the book is really just to try to make, you know, anyone who's out there uh, on their journey for, uh, you know, a successful relationship, whatever that means to them, uh, to make them feel a little bit more empowered and in control of, of their whatever situation they find themselves in. Because uh, when it comes to love and dating, it, it, it's easy to feel incredibly helpless and uh, powerless at times because so much of our perceived, sorry about my dog. Uh, so much <laughs> we'll keep the dog on the podcast. I actually <laughs> love the background noise. <laughs> so much of our perceived happiness relationships and dating has to do with like the other person. And that can, um, again, feel powerless, especially when, you know, their choices and actions affect us. And, and while that's true, there's so many things that I think we can do in terms of reshaping our framework and our perspective, perspective of how we view any given situation. And these are all these concepts I had to learn the hard way, um, because I got it all wrong in, in my, uh, dating life. And I spent a lot of time and energy trying to build myself back up and try to reframe how I viewed situations and, and try to feel more in control. And, and so that's the concept of the book and it's a really easy read. Um, you know, some anecdotal stories about my dating life, uh, stories from the show, my friends, uh, lives and things like that in terms of like giving examples of situations. And, uh, again, meant to be kind of fun and playful, but hopefully just a, a nugget here or there for anyone who's kind of going through it and, uh, make them feel, you know, a little less, Again, like a little less helpless. I mean, so when we're when we're feeling down about ourselves and and when it comes to love, it's um, we it's it's easiest for us to feel really stuck. And um, I'm just trying to get us all unstuck. I had a feeling you were going to end with that one. Yeah. Try to get everybody unstuck. Uh, we'll go back to the book in a moment because I feel like there's a lot to uncover there, just in terms of what you learned while writing it after having gone back to those stories. But Nick, okay, that's powerful that you had literally spent every Sunday, maybe minus Easter, uh, really doing the same thing. I remember seeing it. It's where you take the big text at the time. I think it's like the double, uh, the double phase text and you would change the colors and it just says like, ask Nick or quite, you know, questions for Nick. And it was a like, questions for Nick. I'll never forget seeing it. And I'm like, okay, well, if that was every Sunday and then you had to go collect all the archive, like you had said, thousands of questions that would come in. Right. You know, what about that routine at all, right? Really led to something where it was more meaningful to you, right? Because that's like, I think what I'm trying to get to is when you're doing something at all that consistently had to have meant something to you. So as you're getting those questions in, what was what were you getting out of it? Or what were you hoping to get out of doing it every single Sunday? Well, one, I was, for me, trying to kind of... Um in some ways I go, I was trying to surprise people or reshape how some people might see me 
as opposed to, you know, again, like a character on a show. And I was always the, I've always been the friend that my friends would go to when they, you know, were, were ready to hear some more um, honest feedback, you know, mm. uh, I think my friends kind of always trusted me to just tell them what I thought, uh, which is not always what they want to hear sometimes. And, uh, and, and then, you know, I'm grateful to have that relationship with my friends, but, and so it was just, you know, truthfully, when you do the ask me anything's, you know, people want to know about you. Right. And so, you know, a lot of it would be bachelor related questions or kind of surface level questions like, you know, what's your favorite TV show or something like that. And, um, I would only like, you know, I'd, I'd get tons of, of submissions and I would only answer the relationship ones. You know, and so, and I, and people liked my response. You know, so the belief was like, I think people will either be surprised or get be entertained, and some might find it helpful my answers, and then that prompted more people uh, to ask more relationship questions. And so now that's all I get, right? And no one's asking me like out of like a hundred submissions, I might get like two personal questions. People like wanting to mix it up, but now it's just like a trained thing. Um, and it's just kind of proving to people, um, that you can do something and sticking with it and being consistent with it. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if mm. that's a question. No, a lot of times when you, when, when guests don't answer the question, it still answers the question, which if you're listening right now, um, that, that gave you some Intel, right? I think it's interesting how, like you'd mentioned, they were training on the fact that everybody wants to just ask you relationship questions. So the now would you say that it almost pushed you into being a relationship expert, especially because you host the podcast now? And, and how did that kind of, you know, in, in a way shape your career? Because it's not just the consistent stories, it's your episodes, right? Which I also subscribe to. So I'm like, I've been seeing Nick's shit for like, since I've interviewed him, right? It's usually until I interview someone and find out what they're about that I'll be like, yeah, of course I'm going to subscribe to that or follow you on social. But then I start seeing that it was so consistent. And I think there is something special to that. But now that everyone leans on you for relationship advice, how does that now play into, you know, what you would consider a, a full-time career? Yeah, I'm always reluctant to refer to myself as an expert. Yeah. I'm not in the sense that I have no education on, in this. Uh, I'm not a therapist. I'm very careful about the things I speak on and what I don't speak on. You know, if you listen to my show or read my book, I'm not diagnosing anyone for anything um and i'm very quick to like refer to the people who are the experts but i just want to be you know i guess i look at myself as the friend or the brother that can hopefully offer some perspective and again i come from a place of of living these experiences of heartbreak and sadness and and giving into my ego and and feeling helpless and things like that and and again i've i've put a lot of work into my own self and again if if people find that helpful great if not that's fine uh but I, yeah i just want to you know it's like a combination of trying to be really empathetic while at the same time tough love right you know like hey i've been there i understand i feel you but hey now that it's now time to look in the mirror and control what you can control type of energy Mm. And so, um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, it kind of like to your point, like, I really believed that I could do it. Right. I, I believed I could surprise people. I, I felt like I had a skill set. I knew, you know, when I would you know talk to people on the street, I, I kind of had this inquisitive, inquisitive, 
uh, aspect to my personality. I was always been fascinated by it because I kind of went through it. And, you know, I think a lot of people in this space, when they go on the bachelor or other reality TV show, you want to make a name for yourself in something else. And I just, I thought to myself, what am I good at? What am I passionate about? And what is something that would connect with the audience that I have? And, and thankfully for me, you know, uh, a lot of my audience, like most people, like Bachelor's about love, it's different. But like, so talking about dating and relationships certainly fits. I'm very passionate about this topic. I enjoy doing it. Um, and, and so that was just kind of a fit. And, you know, and obviously, like I said, I, I embedded it into my show. And that's ultimately what st- helped me start The Vile Files is like that success and questions with Nick. And so we started doing... Uh, we, when we even only did one show a week, we always did callers, right? Like the, uh, the Ask Nick episodes, it's its own separate episode now. But when it started, it was just embedded into the one show. It's like it's something I always knew I wanted to do. And that was like, no, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what my show is going to be about, but I know I want to do this, right? And, and that's, as it's really worked out and, and uh, it's been fun. But yeah, it was just believing it was just trying to find that secret sauce or of finding that combination again of passions and, and that I have and something I would be dedicated to and something that I thought that would reach and connect my audience. Hell yeah. I mean, listen, I, I want to keep this episode going, but it sounds like that's all people need to hear. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's crazy how all of it started with a story that led to these now continuation, right? Or continued stories of a podcast or now the book and all of it plays into what you just said, which is being passionate and going after what you believe is, is going to be the right thing to be doing um, then. And, and then it becomes work. So then I'll never also remember or forget when you said that podcasting was pretty much a full-time gig. Is it still that way for you now? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it is, it's, I'm probably even busier with it now. Um, you know, we, we do three shows a week now with the Valve Files. I'm developing other shows right now. I actually launched uh, or launching a uh, Amazon show on their new live platform, uh, Amp. It's a sports show. I, I love sports. And that for me is more of a passion project. You know, when you think about, again, like what my current audience is interested in, this is more outside of that space. Like certainly there are a lot of, of women's sports fans out there. Um, I don't know if they're the collective is as interested as it in that as I am, you know, so I'm kind of going outside of my, you know, pushing that and trying to expand my audience with a, something that is a passion of mine. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of working in the audio space, yeah, I'm, it's every day, all day. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. I Love that because now we're going to get into routines with Nick. I mean, you say questions with Nick. So here's questions with Nick again. And you'd mentioned most of it's always going to be about relationships. So another R word is routines now. Um, And, you know, I guess like, would you, first of all, would you consider yourself a routine guy and how? Uh, That's a good question. I was thinking about that before coming on here. I'm a creature of habit that much. I know. Um, So I guess, I guess, yes. And in, in a lot of ways, I guess that is certainly a routine, you know, like my, my creatures of habits are like, like things I consume, like food and I like what I like type of stuff. <laughs> and so I certainly have routines around that. Um, but I'm not like, uh, but I'm also, and like from a, from a professional standpoint, uh, I'm not as routine based. Um, I like some structure, but I think, you know, I'm very like left and right brained. 
and 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 that's been like a, a blessing and a curse at the same time where I honestly sometimes feel like my brain's like um fighting with itself trying to figure like which which side gets to be more dominant that day uh because I can be very analytical but I have uh, I like to be very creative like when I was a kid I wanted to be a cartoonist for Disney and so uh, it's been really helpful for me to try to utilize both sides. Uh, and I think it's played to the success I've had, you know, in, in, in my career, but I think that's like a challenge for me. Right. Because like the analytical side of me, like wants to like have that structure and the creative side wants me to like, allow me to kind of just freestyle it a little bit. Um, but like for me, just like starting my day, like with my mental health, I, I like, uh, I like waking up early, having my coffee, scrolling on my phone, sitting with my dog and just kind of, uh, unwind a little bit. I'm thankful enough that I, you know, again, work for myself. So I don't, I don't have to run to an office usually in the morning. And so, and again, I'm also an early riser, but that just kind of gets me in the right frame of mind. I really like doing that. Uh, like, so like routine rides, like I am very active and I like to stay fit and, and work out, but I don't like have a routine where I'm working out at eight 30 every morning. It's just, yeah, like, right. Just right. Find the time to get it in and just do a little bit every day and just, you know, again, stay active and sharp, uh, that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's like, it's like, it's like structure within like chaos. It's like organized chaos, I guess. Like it's, you know, it's not like, every, you know, like I don't freak out if, if, if uh, like 11 o'clock, I don't have the call with my manager or something. I just, I just know I want to check in, you know, with all my people at some point. So I kind of always have these to-do lists in my brain. Um, and so that's kind of the routine I have. And, and sometimes for me, like the routine is just like staying on top of things. Like mm -hmm. I, I have a hard time letting, like setting things aside. Uh, I never thought I'd be like a workaholic. And I, and I don't, I, that might be a little strong, but it's, it's hard for me to, to put things down. And even in my head, just to stop, you know, as a podcaster, you're, it's like, it's idea based, you know, it's conversation, yeah, right, right. conversation, like what's something that people are going to be interested in? How do I articulate it? Or how do I say it? So like, I spent a lot of time in my head thinking about that stuff, which can be great, but at the, from a, on a personal level, like I need to have I you know one thing I want to do a goal of mine is to have more routines of around decompressing and and staying present and 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 I think because that will ultimately allow me to be more effective and efficient uh, when it comes to work stuff. Mm. The whole reason we started this podcast, the uh, I have a couple of follow ups. One of which we will and and don't get me wrong i know i mentioned we get back to nick's book in a sec because i i do personally want to know and i'm sure a lot of people listening like what you do get out of writing a book uh and maybe some of the routines in that so we'll talk about that in a moment then you mentioned right you do have routines of cre being a creature of habit what you like what you don't like right or you like what you like we're also going to get to that before my immediate follow-up now is you mentioned left and right brain which i think is so important and then you immediately tied it to being organized chaos. I think organized chaos may have come from being left and right brained and, and understanding that they're going to fight each other on the daily. So my question, can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear I, you. Uh, okay. I was like, wait, anyway, if, if anybody's listening, we might've had a glitch, but I'm going to keep that in there just because it sounds natural and organic, whatever. So Nick, now, I mean, think about when you wake up and you're kind of like you had mentioned decompressing or kind of getting ready for the day with your dog and your coffee and such, have you hit a point where you're like, today I need to be left brained or right brained? 
And then if so, how do you want to then pursue that day? I guess it would have to be based on what you have coming up, right? What's on the calendar, what type of things you have to. It's definitely not like an act of like thought to myself. Um, You know, it's, it's honestly, I don't think too much about it, but yeah, it's just more based on what I have to do. And I probably could come up with X, honestly, there's probably exercises or uh, things I could do to like warm up to it. Right. Um, But yeah, like in the, like when I like started in like TikTok, for example, like um, I tried to like come up with concepts and ideas. Like as I was writing the book, you know, it was like a combination of like, am I, am I pulling from ideas I thought for a TikTok? Am I, or am I, am I pulling ideas I thought for my book? Sometimes a little bit of both, but like just trying to, again, stay consistent of like creatively, like what would be like, something interesting to say to my audience about a concept that I see people say struggling with. Like, you know, like part of that would be like the routine of say scrolling on TikTok and just seeing what are people talking about when it comes to relationships and dating? What are some frustrations I'm seeing out there, you know? Uh, or maybe I'd like, it would be like a call from a show and an like idea would pop in my head. So I'd spend a little time thinking about that and like, how do I articulate this in a 60 second video? Uh, yeah, and things like that. So I just try to kind of be creative that way, and just kind right. of, and so that it's like, oh, I have to do this today, and so that that I kind of I know that I have to be a little bit more creative and just start, you know, I just start thinking about different ideas, and usually it just kind of like pops, like oh, that'd be an interesting way of saying it. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it's a little, it's it's definitely not like oh, I need to do this today, you know, like channel this. Um, it's it's a little bit. Yeah, it's chaotic. <laughs> well, hey, you may be the first guest that's willing to admit that. Most people are like, yeah, I have this system. I have this planner. I keep my calendar in this way with my assistant. And we've heard those stories on this show. But so far, it's like. I wish. I, 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 wish. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I'm old enough to know that like they used to like hand out daily planners in school. And they would be <laughs> like, everyone's using this. <laughs> I mean, I tried, but like, I just, I just don't know how to like my I, for a million dollars, I couldn't do it. Like I just why though? I mean, break that down because it, again, it's important to realize like that's just not that's not going to be your thing of how you want to keep I mean, routine. I don't know the science behind it. I'd love for someone to tell me, but I just my brain doesn't work that way. You know, um, I don't know if it's like a product of my dyslexia or or what, but like I I don't know how to take notes very well. Like mm. I don't know how to put pen to paper very well. Um, and I've never been someone like, in, it's funny cause like in college there's like, and it's been really interesting in the past. I think there's been a bit of an awakening or revolution in terms of just understanding different personalities and brains, like just the concept that like half of the population is more introverted than extroverted is like, uh, kind of wild when you consider our, our, our social structure in terms of how we perceive people and their likability or or expectations of how they should be like at work or like on a sporting team are all based off being an extrovert. Uh, and then you add to it, just like understanding like you know, again, some people have different personalities and, and are a little, you know, their brains operate a little bit differently. And then, and so this having that awareness of like, it's honestly, it's fine. I don't like, it's like, it's like hysterical that like a school system would hand out a, a daily planner and like tell everyone they had to do it. Um, and I, like I said, I just, I 
it doesn't work that way for me. Like, I just don't, I don't know how to learn that way. And so like, I remember in college, I would like take notes and I would be like, why the fuck am I doing this? I'm not going to like go back and read it, you know, yeah. I mean, I would a little bit, but it would just be like, I just did it because that's how people told you, like, that's how you had to learn. Mm. Um, and so, um, yeah, it was just, it was just like different, like, so writing, writing things down, like helped because, um, but like reading notes didn't do anything. I had to like go back and write it and stuff like that. So yeah, my brain uh, just learns a little bit differently. Um, I don't know if anyone relate. I'm sure maybe some people might relate to it. But, some, uh, if not half of everybody who's listening. Wait, can we break that down? You mentioned pen to paper and I now am obsessed with this conversation more than like 15 of the ones who had preceded you because it's structural and, and almost too much structure doesn't allow for creativity, which we've heard, but what you're experiencing, what you've experienced, and I'm going to say experienced and, and you can be like, Justin, thanks for saying that, but it's probably not true, but under, understand this, like Nick Vile has massive platforms, had been through the reality show, had been through, you know, now you've been writing a book and you've been doing all these episodes on a podcast was like 300 plus, no, even more, right. Of episodes. Under I 420. See, See, I think the last time I heard you say a number, it was like three something. Boom, 400 plus episodes. There had to have been something there where your version of pen to paper allowed you to get to these, what I consider amazing shows, amazing books, amazing social media like adventures, right? In addition to businesses, I mean, you've also been like a super entrepreneur at this time. So what's your version of pen to paper that makes the most sense for you and has, right? If you're, I mean, most people listening right now probably don't even think like, I hate taking notes. I like typing it right here on the notepad underneath the thing or, you know, like talking out ideas rather than writing them down in the email. So, you know, but for you, what's your version of pen to paper? Well, I'm, I like using my notes app a little bit. Um, I, I'll do that. And now that I have a team around me, it's I, I having conversations about ideas really helps me. Right. Just like brainstorming ideas. Uh, and then I'm lucky enough to like have people take notes for me. Uh, <laughs> So that's been really, that's a, like, I, like, I knew I would make it, you know, when I was younger, I was like, all I wanted to do is like be able to afford someone to do this for me. And thankfully I can do that now. But, uh, but on a personal level, like, you know, uh, the notes app does, that is helpful, especially at night. If I'm, um, relaxing or having an idea or having a conversation with a friend, I'm like, Oh, that was, like, that was interesting. And I'll write it down. Sometimes I go back to me. Like, that was fucking stupid. Uh, other <laughs> times it's, it's a nice it's a nice thing um, to go back and remember. And so that's something I've tried to do over the past year is to uh, just make a mental note again, like in a notes app or a voice memo or things like that. Or sometimes I'll text uh, my producers and, and, you know, like, Hey, let's talk about this, bring this back up in our next meeting and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot of collaborating and just communication with, with the team uh, to try to just keep thinking about different ideas. Mm. I, it, that's great. It's great. I'm glad I asked the question. I'm glad you answered it because we're going to keep going. And, and earlier you'd mentioned you liked what you like. So if you had to give us a short list of what you like, be it food or specific things that you like to purchase on subscription or things you like to watch or listen to, what's like a short list of what Nick likes to like and why are those things on that list? Well, I, I like to enjoy my mornings and I like coffee. Um, I've definitely, I, I've become, I've always been a bit of a, I've never been a huge night owl. Uh, mm. And I really enjoy the, the mornings. I really, 
I really do. Um, food, you know, like tacos, pizza, not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> um, and I like cooking. Um, and so I like, I'm a kind of, I'm a slight picky eater. Um, only I hate mayonnaise, but, um, but I really, I've gotten good at good cooking the things that I enjoy. <laughs> um, so I like grilling, I like, uh, cooking steak and I like cooking pastas and, and, uh, different sauces for pasta and, and things like that. And that's like a fun activity that I do. It's like a hobby, I, I suppose cooking a little bit. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm a basic eater. Like I'm a, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. I, I like, I, like the most guy thing about me is like, I like sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a, cause I'm not like a traditional kind of, I don't hunt. I don't fish. Oh, I, don't, right. <laughs> uh, I don't work on cars, you know, like I'm not a car. I don't even give a shit what I drive um and things like that but i do like sandwiches and i uh and sports you know for me like my i nerd out on sports uh i really enjoy uh the, anything related to the like, green bay packers and things like that that's definitely my decompression of getting really invested in something that really has absolutely no actual like effect on my life but i i really i really enjoying giving a shit about it you know and I, it's a fun outlet for me because it's like mm -hmm. it's fun to give a shit about something that i know doesn't really affect my life um and that's and that's more fun than having to give a shit about things that does affect your life sometimes mm, you think that's because it's too personal when it's immediately tied to like you and what, what you would have to do well yeah i mean like i i've i like drama I mean, you know, I don't think that's something most men admit to, but I think, uh, I think that's something that often women get accused of, but I think men are just as dramatic as, as, as women overall. Uh, I'm more dramatic than my girlfriend. And, but you know, you, if you are, if you are a dramatic person, uh, and like, I'm not like, but like, I mean, I like drama and whether I like drama TV or, or I like, I like caring about things and it's more fun to care about things that whether it goes well or not well, it's not going to affect your personal life. So I'd rather have like drama and something like, you know, the green Bay Packers or sports or the, you know, the bucks are playing tonight than, than having to worry about like, you know, my relationship status or well being or, or, or health concerns or all the things that, you know, we all have to worry about at, at times in our lives. So it's just, you kind of get that, um, um, that, that rush feeling of caring about something. And, and then as you get older, you have the perspective of like if your favorite team loses to, you know, take a walk around the block, but other than that, you're fine. Um, and you realize <laughs> you still have, you know, uh, a good life. Yeah, no, it's like the escapism factor. Uh, do you believe that there were routines in relationships? I think this is a perfect way to go, uh, now, and then more into your book a little later, but then, just in general, do you feel like relationships could and should be healthier if they're more routine or less routine? Well, when you ask that question, the first thing that probably comes to my mind is that I, I, I'm assuming a lot of relationships have routines and my, and this is just a guess and an assumption, but I would say most of them are not healthy. And what I mean by that is, um, I spent, I think after we date for a while, um, we sometimes have the routine of taking our partners for granted, so to speak, right? We, we, our routines, uh, of, you know, have knowing that they're there, you know, knowing that, you know, we'll, we'll see them later, you know, that consistency of a relationship can sometimes oh, yeah. 
take away from, you know, the excitement and the unknowns uh, of, uh, of that. I mean, you know, ultimately like a routine of just uh, being affectionate or like, I think, you know, hopefully all couples have some sort of routine of trying to meet their partner's love language and vice versa. I think that would be a good routine to have, you know, but half the battle is just knowing what it is and asking the questions and not necessarily just focusing on what your love language is, but what your partner's is and both mutually interested in meeting uh, that for your partner. And so whatever that is, but you know, you hear things like, Oh, we have it. You know, if you have like, especially if you have kids, I think it's more important to have routines, right? Because like you have to be able to set time aside for one another, you know, whether it's a date night or things like that. Um, but it's just a balance, but like sometimes again, like I think routines and relationships could have an adverse effect because I think we can easily take start like, you know, taking each other for granted, just assuming they're always going to be there and the routine of always knowing they're supposed to show up. And it's, um, it's, it's nice to feel surprised and it's nice to feel, uh, excited about something. And that's part of the excitement of a relationship. So, um, yeah, it's, it can be a little bit of both. Yeah. And then the healthier parts of the routines though, I want to talk with you about, because I feel like as, especially because it, it almost relates more to what you said earlier about having not so much structure, you know what I mean? Like you don't necessarily want to make it right at 11 o'clock that you call your manager. You just need to know that you touch base with them at some point during the day. So personality types aside for a moment, because I know that relationships between two people ultimately is going to, like you had said, not just love language, it's totally going to be based around your personality type. Like if you're type A, you probably do want to go on that dinner date at 7 p.m. And if, you know, if if, maybe your counterpart is type Z and doesn't care to show up 15 minutes late, but maybe type A gets super pissed off. The reason I bring all that up and, and hopefully it gets your brain going here because and if you're listening, you're probably thinking, holy fuck, like I literally am with someone that is the complete opposite in terms of structure and routine. Uh, what would you say are like some healthy routines that you've either experienced in relationships or that you've heard from other folks or have seen around that you feel like, wow, that routine really stuck out. And I think that's really working for them. And it could really work for other people who are listening right now. Uh, well, I'll, I'll think about my, my relationship first. Um, you know, we like, we, you know, our, it's become a routine, I guess, without like talking about it, but um, you know, we, you know, we like to enjoy watching TV shows together. And so like, you know, after our dinner or whatever, we kind of decompress together. And, you know, we, thankfully it's nice that Nellie and I like enjoy watching the same stuff. And again, that allows us to have discourse and conversations around whatever it is we're watching. It keeps us like, you know, and always like, you know, it, it helps us like work in like talk conversations about our daily lives and things like that. I mean, so it's, a, it's amazing how much people can like spend time together and not communicate. Right. And so I think having those routines or things you common interests that you guys enjoy just allows you guys to like keep talking keep communicating and, and keep uh, sharing your ideas and opinions about, you know, life and interests. And so we do, a, we, we do that and just try to keep uh, focusing on like things we enjoy doing together to, to keep that, those, that dialogue going between us. Um, other stuff, I mean, I guess, you know, interestingly enough, I, I haven't really I'm trying to think of other people, other, you know, like, again, whether it's like dinner dates or things like that, I think a lot, that seems like I've, I'm thinking about a couple of, uh, that I know. It's just like, you know, maybe some couple like likes going out to dinner together. I think just, yeah, just having that routine of, 
uh, the thing that's worked is like uh, yeah. finding out what you guys really enjoy together and doing that on a regular basis. Because um, I think a lot of couples, a lot of young couples too, is you, so many people date solely based off of the excitement they had early on in that kind of honeymoon phase. Right. And it's just like, yeah, you know, I thought we knew each other. It's good looking. It was charismatic. We hit it off a lot of chemistry and then you start dating, but you realized despite all the chemistry, you, you don't really have a lot in common or you don't have a ton of interest. And, and other than like, you know, looking at each other, you don't really enjoy doing the same things. And if you don't do enjoy the same things, same things over time, you, you won't really enjoy hanging out with them as much, right? It's nice to have common interests at times. And so finding out what those are with your partner, I've, I've come to learn is, is, you know, fairly important because it just makes it easier to enjoy things together. You know, it's like, it's tough when one of you is always having to make a sacrifice. I mean, every relationship requires a ton of sacrifice and a ton of work. And I don't care how, how many common interests you have. So it's just nicer if, if on a daily basis, uh, it's easy to enjoy to do things together and, and it helps improve the quality time that you guys spend together and things like that. I know y'all heard that. So Nick, as you answered the question about you and your lady, my, my thought was like, I don't care what other couples are doing that you may have seen because you, you, it was so nice to hear that you just watching a TV show allows for that discourse to happen between you both. And, and then you start kind of uncovering like other areas of your relationship and it goes uh, same thing with your morning routine now. I mean, that, that openness, right. The, just the room the space to be able to say, all right, let's shoot the shit. Let's either watch a movie or I'm just going to shoot the shit on my phone and, and lay in bed with my coffee and my dog for a second, just watch the mind wander. I don't know if we do enough of that. So I think throughout this entire conversation already, the, the bigger topic here, in addition to like routines around relationships and your amazing book that's coming out, it's like you, we all have to kind of understand that there is a nice balance to be figured out, not just between you and your related, really yourself right? Which goes back to your book as well. You need to be honest with yourself and understand that like at the end of the day, if you fully understand what type of system, right? Or structure you need to let your brain kind of do its thing and then live life as an experience. And then you can then take that to the person that you are dating, which is so freaking cool to hear out loud. Uh, and then, I mean, okay. So then the opposite of that routines and relationships. Yes. That sounds like a very healthy routine that you and your lady have. Is there one recently that you guys have kind of dissed and you've been like, yeah, that's not working for us. And then what did that conversation look like? How did you ultimately get rid of the routine and say like, listen, this is not working for us. We got to scrap it. Well, I mean, I'm on my phone a lot, which is never a good routine to have in a relationship. So I think that's something that, you know, we're, we're both trying to, you know, scrap in terms of, you know, uh, time, we're disengaged with one another. And so it's just being mindful of that. That's probably the only thing that comes to mind, but it's a big thing. Um, and, and I'm assuming a lot of, a lot, a lot of relationships struggle with, um, you know, thankfully, I guess for my girlfriend, I'm, I'm not a big video game player. I mean, I, I, I've enjoyed those from time to time, but I know that that's something a lot of, uh, a lot of people struggle with uh, in terms of dating someone who's uh, a big gamer. And uh, well, that, that's great. But like, I, I, I've, I've heard that get in the way of uh, some quality time and relationships. But uh, so for me, it's my phone. And sometimes again, I can be, you know, the tough part about my job is that in some ways I always feel like I'm working because like, there's no bad time for a good idea to pop into your head. And then when it does, you want to like do something with that idea. And um, 
that's not always great in a relationship because um, sometimes you just want to be present and focused on, on on the person in front of you. So that's that's a that's something I'm I, I constantly try to work on. And we're glad to hear it because that's how these things called. So I'm still single. Last time we interviewed, I'll never forget. I told Nick, I was like, Hey, I'm still a single virgin. Nothing's changed. So like, I get to learn these things through these conversations on this show. It's kind of cool. Cause I, there will be a day where I'm like, yo, Nick, I'm going to come knocking on your podcast door or something. I'm like, Hey, I need a little piece of advice. I'm about to go on a date or, Hey, I think I'm gonna lose my virginity at, yo, like that. Those are the questions I'm sure you're getting on Sunday. Right. Uh, one of these days on a Sunday, I'll just like slide in the DM be like, yo, here's what's happening. Okay. So enough about me, Nick. What you what you say? Happy to help anytime, man. I'm sure I could just click on an episode about this shit on your show, uh, and and just figure it out, dude. But um, anyway, so more on the book real quickly. I I, I had my brother and I were actually looking at the introduction. I was like, all right, what's this book going to be about? What what are we? what are we as readers going to figure out about it? And you alluded to a lot of this at the top, but I want to pull a quote for a second because I love that you said um, through most of the things that you're talking about, right? Uh, it's, it's, I guess you're talking about the bigger picture of controlling the things you can control and then not giving away the power you do have and then not wasting your mental energy or time. So just to break that down for a moment, not even related to routines for a second, I just think this quote is so powerful as to what you may have learned from the book, or sorry, before the book, and then being able to tell people now or share with people, hey, like you can only control so many things and you should not be giving up. Like you had said, you become powerless sometimes in relationships, especially if they're routine relationships, right? toxic routine relationships sometimes. So then when you, you know, what did you mean when you said all that out loud and, and ultimately put it on paper? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we, people talk about their power or, you know, in relationships and things like that, um, which is sometimes I've realized even with my audience, it's hard to uh, put that into practice. Um, but I tell people to think about, again, like, think of power as the same as energy. You know, we only have a, so much energy to give. Uh, and it's not a limited resource that we have. Um, we have to recharge, you know, uh, whether that comes from sleep, whether that comes from um, getting something in return from our partner. Like it takes energy to show affection and love, right? Um, and it takes energy well, to, to, to do anything. And so Sometimes we're recharged by receiving that love and affection from our partners and things like that. And so if you take that kind of idea into like a relationship and dating situation, and especially early on, you know, when you're talking about pursuing someone you like or chasing or being chased and like everyone's chasing, right? Like, I think everyone needs to just start acknowledging that and being okay with that. Uh, because what I have noticed is that even for people who are like, oh, I don't, I don't chase. I, 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 I get chased. Well, that's not always true because like usually they didn't they start passively aggressively, you know, giving them ideas so that the person can chase them because they don't want to chase and think all this takes energy. You know, when we're thinking about something and we're pining over someone that takes energy, when we're worried about someone that takes energy and, and that can be exhausting. And if you're someone who's, you know, heartbroken or, or sad or stressed about something, you, you feel truly tired and, and emotionally and sometimes even physically exhausted. And so uh, I, it's just like the big focus is being mindful on that. Where are we channeling our energy and, and are we challenging, channeling our energy 
to people who are, are replenishing us, right? Because I think a lot of times when we're struggling in dating and relationships, we're not channeling our energy to people who are helping us replenish it. We're just exhausting our energy on people. Um, and we're not, we're not seeing that as a fault in them. We're seeing that as a fault in ourselves, which is ridiculous, but um, that's where our ego comes in and, and tricks us. And so it's just really being mindful about that. So that's, again, like if you have more energy, you're more capable of doing anything. And if you have less, it's, it's a challenge and you feel down and broken and, and feel exhausted. And we, we so often uh, give that away and often with people who aren't even asking us to do that. And so, you know, energy stalking someone is, it, it take it exhausts us and things like that. I'm, like I say, when I say stalking, like on Instagram or on social media and things like that, I actually like oh, yeah. um but yeah so it's just being mindful of that right of how people make us feel uh and holding and taking that into account and and holding that feeling accountable and and all those things Uh, nick i got one more question for you because you've given us so much no dude everything you said was perfect and clear man and i i hope you listening too you're getting uh, you know, a lot of juiciness out of this and at least taking one, if not all of what Nick is saying uh, with you after we get going here in just a second. Uh, so as we wrap, man, one final question to you, Mr. Vile, Mr. Vile Files. Uh, what's one non-negotiable every single day thing you have to do outside of you've already kind of explained your morning routine, but if you have to look back at 365 days that have passed by from this time last year, I guess, what's one thing you have to do every single day of every single year that you've kind of found that like, Oh my gosh, maybe, maybe you're just not about to figure it out, but I wanted to leave all of us with that. Every single day. I mean, every day, come on, there's something drinking, drink more water. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't drink enough water. Um, yeah. I, I listen, I'm, I'm always, I'm giving you a hard time, but I'm the words always and every and, and things like that is I think a, a non-negotiable people shouldn't have in a sense, right? Like I would think we have to be adaptable and mm. we have to, um, you know, especially in relation to people like, Oh, I never want this or you, I, you can never do this other than like being faithful obviously, right, right. And, and having trust. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's my, maybe that's my thing. It, maybe it's less of a thing or a task, more of an emotion uh, or something. Yeah. Staying true to myself, being honest, uh, is a big deal to me. And, uh, God lying is a, is a very, it's an energy sucker, uh, mm. because you're it's lies, compound lies. And, and, uh, we lie to ourselves a, a lot. So, I, I always try to just be as honest with myself about how I'm feeling about something or someone or about a situation, because if I can do that, then I can do something about it. And, uh, if I can't be honest about whatever I'm feeling or going on, then I'm, I'm already stuck and helpless. So that's a big deal to me. I'm so glad you said yes to doing this too. Uh, because it's like, I don't know if you realize this and here I go blowing smoke up your ass. When you when you're answering, you might think you're rambling or what have you, but some of these thoughts maybe have you've thought about. Maybe you're you're just now saying them. But as a listener, right? I'm not just hosting the show. I'm asking questions. That's all I'm doing here. I'm actually listening to what you're saying. And I think even if you clicked play today, I, you you really you're you're getting different versions of Nick in like the last so what of an hour. Um, so thank you for saying yes, man. And and if everybody 
if you don't mind, I want to read out some of this. So stay with us for just a second because Nick's book's going to come out in just a couple months. Uh, when I say a couple months, I'm meaning around the time about mid-October. And until then, right, pre-orders are available now. I'm going to put all the links down there. If you click the see more thing in the description and all that goodness, uh, we're going to put all of Nick's stuff down there. And the reason I say that is because there's going to be a couple months before his book comes out until you can actually grab it and read it and do all those great things. So while you're pre-ordering, I want you to go check out the Vial Files, V-I-A-L-L. That's his last name. It was all over the episode. Uh, and then Files, just like you're filing your cabinet, right? He's filing your relationship advice. And it's freaking cool. One of the coolest podcasts I've subscribed to. Uh, so be sure to check that one out. And then obviously his social media accounts are going to be below as well. Uh, so just follow the journey, man. I've, I've loved following you. I'm so fascinated that that Sunday story led to every other story you told us on this very episode. So thank you again uh, for saying yes, man. Appreciate it, Justin. Always happy to, to talk with you. Hey, routiners. Thanks for listening to the Routine Project podcast today. Now, this show is only going to grow because of you, amazing people who continue to take a step in the right direction in building or growing those routines that matter most to you. Hang out with me all season long by clicking that subscribe button on whatever platform you clicked play on. And when you come back for more episodes, your thoughts matter just as much as mine. So if you'd click that rating and review section to let me know what you love and what you learned from today's conversation, I would really appreciate it. Until I get that next episode to you, my name is Justin Crawford, and this is the Routine Project Podcast.